Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Three Nerds Walk Into the Bar podcast. As always, I am Paul, and I am here with my two other nerds. And to my left today is Mr. D.L. Dorwin Howard. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And to my right, Mr. Brandon Hot Takes Satterwhite. (laughs) What's going on, good people? All right, guys. Good evening. Hello. Welcome crazy episode some good trailers i saw overall good day today i feel for the you know course of america (laughs) but uh we will get into the news of the week what came across your desk this week for you guys that really caught your attention and that you really enjoyed um a good little piece of news that i saw was uh, the Amazon Lord of the Rings series uh, announced its budget for season one. And it came in at a whopping $465 million for season one. Yeah, Good Lord. $465 million to watch people walk around for an hour. No, no, no. Do not do that. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's he's not wrong. I hate both of you because I know you're both on that track <laughs> of not a Lord of the Rings fan, but they are good movies. They are fun and exciting, and you guys can suck it. That's all I got. I, to that. this day, have never stayed awake through an entire Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, you'll watch a four-hour Justice League movie? It was more entertaining because people were doing more than just walking. <laughs> Even the trees walked, Paul. Even the trees. You guys got to come up with something besides the walking part. I feel like you're beating a dead horse with that one. Yeah, well, you, you know, um, Kevin Smith laid out a pretty good argument in Clerks, too. So who am I? Yeah. I and that is still one of the funnier things. Did you guys watch The Hobbit? I tried. All right. You know what? Why why are you leading me off with you're just like teeing me up just to just like get get mad at you guys for this whole episode? <laughs> that was not my intention. My intention was just to point out that they're having a budget of four hundred and sixty five million dollars, and I thought it was excessive. But you know, I'm just a guy. Hey, some movies could well, use this type of budget. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully that budget is an indication of more action, which I don't even know what the show is supposed to be about. So. Yeah, so interesting fact, Game of Thrones, you know, well, talking about it now seems a little silly, but Game of Thrones, uh, a season's budget was around like $150 million. And And then had dragons. Yeah, and it's kind of all of the same stuff. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, hey, you know, uh, hopefully it's good and hopefully you like it and enjoy it. Yeah, the special effects for that are probably going to be crazy. When you say you, that means you guys aren't going to watch it until I like literally twist both of your <laughs> arms. Um, you're going to give it like one hell of a cut. Uh, I'll check out. I'll check out the first pilot episode just for you, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is it an hour long? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> okay, hey, I don't know how to strap in. <laughs> All right. Okay. What else you? what else you guys got for us uh, i guess this was just funny news but uh, i saw the original title for uh batman v superman dawn of justice was, and it, it's laughable then, then let us laugh yeah i gotta hear this so Zack snyder wanted to call it son of sun and night of night oh get the hell out of here <laughs> That would have made it worse too. Martha. Exactly. Yeah. Son of Sun and Night of Night. I guess he thought it was clever because he used two forms of sun and two forms of night, but Son of the Sun. Like the red sun. <laughs> yeah. And then Son of the Oh, I I I get I get what you're saying, but it is yeah. funny that we're doing this podcast on 420 Zack Snyder, <laughs> and uh, that's all I'm gonna say on that one. <laughs> yeah, the, like, they don't go Batman v Superman. Yeah, you've always heard of like being too clever for your own good. 
That's yeah, like, that's one of those times. That that's exactly one of those times. What the hell? Yeah. It's like I see where he was going with it, but I'm like, I mean It's a movie title. That's all yeah. it needs. It doesn't <laughs> need to be fucking I mean, but... <laughs> doesn't need to be from the Riddler. Like we're not watching a movie about the damn Riddler here. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice is already a mouthful. This is true. true. Which apparently they went with V because they didn't want people to say versus because they thought it was too long. That's why it's Batman v Superman. But... You know, I think I've noticed this trend of movie studios who think that like audiences are stupid. Oh, definitely. That's like, begs the question of like who are your test audiences? Because now I'm starting to think people are just like, oh, I don't want Avengers spoilers, so I'm not going to go be a part of that test audience. So it's like, are you even testing the audience who this movie is made for? Yeah, because I, I would think like you, like you were just saying, the people who this movie is made for would understand that. I mean, working in retail, I get how like people can be. However, I would still, you know, not play down to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> yeah. I understand trying to play down to the lowest common denominator, but yeah. we are in a situation where, so I, I equate it almost to how comic books were once written. If you read comic books from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, shoot, even kind of in the 80s leading up to that, like they wrote it as if the reader was stupid. They like explained it. It's like, oh, I have to now swing across this, you know, the city to go get this, or man, I better duck out of this punch instead of using the, um, you know, cartoon illustrations to, you know, depict that and let the reader use their imagination. So like, I feel like at one point the comic industry was feeling like they had to explain everything to make them be understood. And I, I feel for some of these movie things where you get these little nuances, they want to make sure that that's still understood. But we live in a world nowadays where like it is so mainstream that you don't have to treat this, the viewer as an idiot. Like you can maybe do a little things to catch the non, you know, in-depth people who are going to be watching it all the time, but you still don't need to do that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Because I don't think, like, uh, I know it's something we always come back to that ends up being Marvel versus DC, but I don't think the Marvel, the MCU has so many fans who have never read a comic book mm-hmm. or, you know, hop on Guardian the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy may have been their first movie or Black Panther may have been their first movie, but you can understand all of those. Like, even with all of the science in it, um, even with everything going on, like, in space, like, you can just understand those. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think you got to just trust your audience. You do. You do. All right, guys. Well, anything else? What else? I know I, I know. I have a few things. There's there's a big one I, I feel like we got to talk about. But I didn't know. I was going to let one of you two bring it up. I was going to let Brandon um... bring it up since he's the trailer, not the trailer guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, you already know what it is, baby. I saw that one. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> that, that looks exciting. Yeah. And audience good. members were talking about uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer that just came out this week. After we just talked about how DC had long titles. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't care about the long title. I'm entirely strapped in. Uh, if I got to pay $30, I'll go to the movie theater. I don't ever I see this movie. I don't care. Well, that's the interesting part I was going to say, besides how fun that trailer was, was specifically says only in theater September 3rd. September 3rd. Oh, okay. I didn't see that a little tidbit. Yeah, but like, so I I think they're going to push hard not to do it. Not to release on Disney Plus. I think by then we'll be back in theaters. I So I I will follow the people whose job it is with this pandemic. <laughs> and they say that there's the possibility through immunizations or vaccines and herd immunity. Like they say, like towards the end of the summertime. 
I don't. I'm, I think we'll be fine. I just don't know if the, the American community wants <laughs> wants to get out and go to a theater. Like, I still think there's going to be those people who are terrified to go to a theater, even though like it says, you know, we would be fine. Yeah. No. No. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a movie today, but I was the only one in there. Um. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time I try to see this movie because the first time there were like mad people in there just like no mask on and just vibes and I left because I just didn't feel comfortable. I don't know. Like, you know, I think it's kind of like everybody has a little bit of PTSD from being inside so long. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I hope this movie does get all the money because it does look really good, but I don't know if that only in theaters situation is going to exactly work out the way they think it is. Yeah, I, I, I could see it going either way. I guess it just depends on how people how people react to it. I, uh, someone extended their hand for a handshake the other day, and I almost lost it. So, <laughs> <laughs> had to had to uh, get your anger management. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's up, man? Uh, Obama's anger translator. <laughs> anger translator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was an exciting trailer. Um, yeah, it looks so good. I'm not really too familiar with Chang Shi, but it looks like his dad is the Mandarin. Well, yeah, I think that's he's supposed to be the original Mandarin, not this. Yes, not Ben ass. Kingsley, <laughs> the fake one they used in Iron Man Three. Yeah. I like Ben Kingsley. Um, don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, and they've actually had like uh, they put the ten rings like various people in various movies. Um, like you'll see like a subtle tattoo, um, on like someone or something like that. And they like insert. I'm like, this is gonna be pretty interesting. And I like how the rings seem to be bands on the arm and not like the physical mm-hmm. like ring fingered type situations. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a good one, man. Like, I I think this one might tie in a lot more than we ever expected. You know, I think there might be a lot more tie-ins out there, as uh, Brandon you just said. Like, you, we've seen them previously. Like, this might be Marvel pulling its strings at its finest. I, I have a feeling we might see a lot of connections across different platforms or different movies. All right. Yeah. And I think it always happens with the movie like you you wouldn't expect it to. Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy brought together a lot of the uh, Infinity War saga. Mm-hmm. It connected a lot of characters. So I could I could see this maybe being that, that movie for Phase 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I also like it just because like I think it's going to get a lot of like more so casual fans into it because like if you never knew this was a Marvel movie you'd still be hyped to see this cuz it just looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it definitely looks like a fun movie. I, I mean, and I think it, it's a good thing to say. It's a, you know, I I think it can hopefully get a lot of the Asian community too uh, a lot like, you know, maybe like how Black, Black Panther got a lot of the black community who weren't really into the Marvel movie movies but supported it because of it being a black made movie you know yeah. and hopefully it can do the same for the Asian community who might not be into the Marvel universe and seeing that it's an Asian director an Asian lead you know all, all the right things take that right there so yeah definitely and I think it's really cool I mean they essentially have an all Asian cast, which mm-hmm. thirty years ago that probably wouldn't have happened if they had tried to make this. Yeah, and if it did happen, it would have it would have looked a little mm, <laughs> twenty <Yeah>. years later. <laughs> uh-huh. Trying to see who helped write the screenplay. So it was the director helped uh, Destin Daniel Creighton, who is done sh- few movies I've never heard of, but I didn't uh-huh. agree. With- See, this is interesting. The Glass I, Castle. I did not see that. Was yeah. Yeah, uh, it made me cry like a baby. That's because you are a baby. Hey, I'll take that. <laughs> and so he was a, he wrote he wrote and directed that movie. And he wrote and directed and Just Mercy. Just Mercy. Okay, I had have heard of Just Mercy now that I just clicked on it. But here's okay, here's my early fun fact for you guys. Just based off of a nice little quick Wikipedia. 
all three movies that he was the director, screenwriter, and produced and edited included Brie Larson. Go ahead and oh. tell me that she's not going to be in Chang Chin right now, and I'm going to call you a liar. Hey, Paul, with the with the inside yeah. scoop, I like yeah, it. Yeah, she's. It's probably going to be a uh, a Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan situation there. Yeah, can you tell me she, Captain Marvel doesn't <laughs> pop up just a little bit right there. The end credit scene. Something because like, I don't I don't know how fair that is for her to pop up with like non superpowered just people doing martial arts it just seems like a little unfair. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe I'm she's recruiting like the new Avengers or something. We'll see, we'll see. But that that was exciting. Um, <clears throat> anything else for you guys? Um, just our weekly reminder that we're days away from uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, yes, yeah, Friday. Yes. I think I've convinced the wife to allow me to set up the projector in the garage to watch that one. Yeah, do yeah. not let your do not let your son watch that one, Paul. Oh no, no, no. He, won't, <laughs> he won't know what he's watching. <laughs> not happening. He'll be he'll be yelling, "Get over here at breakfast!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what what else you guys got? Um. I saw a nice cool little piece of news too. Well, not even cool, kind of sad. Uh, I'm a big Legends of Tomorrow fan, like uh, yeah. CW and uh, Dominic Purcell, who plays uh, dang, I'm blanking on the name now. He's Mick uh, Rory, but he like yeah. his name is Heat Wave. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's leaving the show. Oh, that sucks. A few of them have left, but uh, he was also in uh, he was Dracula in Blade 3, so he's played a few, uh, yeah. MCU character or MCU and DC characters, um, but oh, I, I liked him. Yeah, I saw. Wasn't there some kind of dispute or something? Yeah. Uh, um, I was listening to the Fat Man Beyond podcast, and they kind of went into a little bit more detail. Um, but it just sounds like you know, the longer these shows are going, uh, the, the more expensive it is to make, and you know, the less people they can make happy. I mean, look, they did Brandon Ralph. I mean, he didn't really want to leave the show, but they got him up out of there, mm-hmm. along with his wife. Uh, so that was, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, package deal, and he was like an OG member, so he was. Yeah, I don't know what this really says about the CW uh, DC shows, but. It doesn't. I mean, because Supergirl's on his last season, uh, Black Lightning's on his last season. I mean, it has a spinoff, but you you know, you never really know. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't, I don't foresee them staying too much longer in the DC. I mean, CW realm of things with how, the quality that Marvel's putting out on Disney Plus. I feel like they got to go to HBO and be like, look, can we please get some money to make something? Or Warner Brothers and be like, can you put us on HBO Max? Let us do something like this. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. It should probably be uh, The Flash's last season, but it's not. I haven't even looked at The Flash since it came back. Right now, that shows the definition of uh, die and be a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Honestly, guys, I have been so far behind on some of those CW, on all of them, actually. It's just I have not watched any of them recently. Yeah, I think somewhere around, like, the fourth season of Arrow, I think they just started doing too much. They got a little too ambitious. It was fun. The first two two seasons of the crossover events, they were, those were fun. Those were some must-watch yeah. must must TV for uh-huh. me. Crisis of Infinite Earths was pretty good. Uh, yeah. This this last crossover, but you know, okay. it's it's like it's been kind of it's been dwindling for me. Mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow is probably the only one that like I actually kept going back to watch the full season of, and I mean, yeah. I'm I like Mick. Like you know, he worked on the team, and I, I wasn't really a fan of. Uh, uh, the new girl who came to be like a like a wear coyote or some weird uh-huh. stuff or like I wasn't a big fan of that character they brought on. I love the actress but just wasn't a big fan of the character. I don't know. I just feel like the shows have been kind of dipping down in quality. Lois uh-huh. and Clark has been pretty good but apparently that was produced by HBO or something like that so that's why it looks so good. <laughs> and I could I could just see that 
being snapped up by HBO Max eventually if they wanted to. Like, that, yeah. that's the thing is like they just have the rights to all this stuff. So, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, that might be their way of testing it out as well to just see if they could move things over or just start a new. Yeah, that's true. New series, new uh, I guess universe of shows on there. Because you could, I mean, if they're willing to do a little darker, I'm not even saying do like a rated R Game of Thrones titties out killing people and decapitating people um, (laughs) type show, but like doing some darker, grittier stuff, which they've already kind of done with Doom Patrol and Titans where he says, fuck Batman. And like, that's gotten a lot of that's gotten a lot of love, you know? And I think you can continue doing that and maybe even bring in some of the bigger time characters in there. I think that'd be great, but we will see. Um, I had a little bit of news as well, real quickly, for all of the hopeful returns of Khaleesi and Cal Drogo. It probably is not going to happen now. Uh, Amelia Clark has joined uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion TV series, so don't think they'll be recasting Amber Heard anytime soon with her. <laughs> they missed a golden opportunity. But Sorry, Paul. Yeah. That would have been come on, that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh, it would have been. I don't think anybody would have been upset over it. No. At all. Not even close. Like they wouldn't even have needed to give an explanation, just new actress. <laughs> Done. <laughs> new yeah. actress. Don't need to explain it like they do in <laughs> Batman uh, or The Dark Knight. Oh, why are you following? Um, what's her face? Oh, that's who she is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just like uh, our pre-production talk uh, about Back to the Future, mm-hmm. you they just replaced old girl in one and two, and you know they just didn't say anything about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is really news, but we were we were talking about how Netflix doesn't um or Netflix was saying there's gonna be something new every Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh they dropped a movie last Friday, Synchronic, with Anthony Mackie. That's like a sci-fi time travel um type movie. It's okay. different, but I enjoyed it. It was like a nice change of pace. Um so when you finish Falcon and the Winter Soldier, go check him out in that. Apparently they like they finished it. A while ago, it was supposed to come out last year in theaters, but then Netflix bought it when the pandemic hit. I will say it's like a slow start, but it's interesting. I was about to say, okay, because my man Anthony Mackie is in like every fucking Netflix movie. <laughs> no, no, man. And I'm like, what does Netflix just have him on retainer? <laughs> hey, hey, we need an action hero. Where, where's Anthony's number? Where's he? What's he doing right now? <laughs> I think it's either that, like they're like, yeah, let's call him up, or they're like, uh, oh, that movie's not coming out, or you don't know what to do with it. Anthony Mackie's in it. We'll buy it. <laughs> Give right. us that. Yeah. <laughs> when does he his find section on there? When does he find the time to film these things? I don't know, right? I, I mean, don't know. Came out with that military movie recently. That was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah, it was something it was, cool to watch. It was. Yeah, was it Over the Wire or Beyond the Wire? Something. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, he was that one with. Um, wasn't he in the one with the guy who plays uh, Crossbones? They were in a movie together, right? Yeah, where he where's what is he a paramedic? And yep, he's a paramedic. And the, uh, yep. was it Frank Grillo? Is it? Yep, oh, I'm confusing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Frank Grillo. It's like a I can't remember. I he he shoots a lot of people. Uh, point blank. Yeah, that yeah. was okay. Uh, altered Carbon too, but yeah. holy so, shit! I did not know this. Excuse me. Anthony Mackie was in the Hurt Locker. Yeah, yeah. That's like when he. That was kind of like his breakout. Well, I thought Eight Mile would have. Considered well, I mean, but yeah, but well, yeah, seven years later, I never even remembered that was him until I rewatched it. Like, after knowing who he was, I'm like, Yeah, Anthony Mackie is about (laughs) to die. (laughs) (laughs) He was also Tupac in the Big Smalls movie, too, which is 
even yeah. funnier to me. I think he was just like one of those guys who was around for a while in like smaller roles. And you didn't, or I guess I kind of equate it to like Anthony Anderson. I knew who he was for the longest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's the fat, funny dude and from all the movies, like Romeo Must Die. And then it was just one day, I was like, oh, that's Anthony Mackie. Um, yeah. well, that's Anthony Anderson. So I think it was I just kind of one of those things. I need to go back and watch The Hurt Locker and see him in there. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. He's been in some shit. <laughs> that was the that was the movie I watched in between the two nights of taking the bar. Taking the bar exam. I told Bowen uh-huh. this and I told you this too, Brandon. It's <laughs> like watch a stupid movie to get your mind off of everything because you are like you're gonna be in your head the whole night. And I watched Abraham like it's vampire. <laughs> yeah, you you can't get much stupider yeah. either. Like that is a complete release. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony definitely has paid his dues in Hollywood, I will say. But that's uh, what it's all about though. Like you pay your dues, you get to a point where you are Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Which Ooh. apparently Synchronic came out in so it had its film Toronto Film Festival, ugh, Toronto Film Festival premiere in 2019. It was supposed to drop October 2020 here, and it ended up dropping on Netflix last week. Motherfucker, he was in another one, Io, or something on freaking Netflix too. Jesus, in 2019. <laughs> yeah, he he really might have a contract with them. He must be like a really like great guy to be around for them. Just be like, no, hey, hey got this shit right here. You want to want to be in it? Yeah, oh, fuck it. Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. But I'm starting to notice. So I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but Synchronic takes place in New Orleans. I'm start. I do think he's starting to get like more freedom because he's starting to make sure like it's known that's where he's from. Right. And a lot of stuff. So that's cool. I, he probably is at that point in his career where people. Like he has a reputation, so yeah, a good hey, reputation. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Guess what? The next movie he's in, The Woman in the Window with Amy Adams, is coming out on fucking Netflix too. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to look at The Banker with Samuel L. Jackson. I gotta get Apple TV. You need yeah, to get I, Apple I, TV I for Ted Lasso because that. Ted Lasso. That's a side note, and I know yeah. that's not on on brand here, but Ted Lasso is amazing. Yeah, I know. I've heard nothing but great things about Ted Laugh, so I, I, I have way too many streaming. I gotta drop one if I get this. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it. And I unfortunately picked up Paramount Plus for the month to watch some sporting events, and I've been watching too much Rocket Power recently. <laughs> wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, after that nice <laughs> little digression um uh we can lead into i guess anthony mackie (laughs) (laughs) unless any of you guys have anything else oh that was it for me that's all i saw this week yeah uh yeah i saw the news i have as well all right well then we'll lead right into anthony mackie and the falcon and the winter soldier yes we had such a big build-up and a suspenseful ending last week after John Douchebag Walker decides to take a shield to somebody's face. And now we have that follow-up. What do you guys think of this episode? Uh, By far, it's been my favorite episode. I have Um, to agree. Yeah, I loved it top to bottom. Um, So much so, I mean... I don't know if people listening can tell. You guys know, for the most part, like I'm generally a laid back guy. But um, when they broke John Walker's arm and took the shield, like I stood up and yelled, snapped like, it like a chicken wing. That's boy. that's <laughs> that's how much I hate that man. But um, no, nah, it was like it was good top to bottom. I feel like it was probably the best mix of action that they've had. Um, I feel like this episode had the best dialogue in the whole, like so far. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, just so many things. Like I just this to me, they just did everything like this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it real funny um, when John Walker says, "You don't want to do this," and then Bucky says, "Yeah, we do." Then Sanders <laughs> looks over like, "We, <laughs> <laughs> you got the serum, brother. I ain't got nothing." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Which I, 
you know, before we jump more into it, I know last week we were talking about how Cap was, or Steve was Steve before the serum. And like, yeah, it made him able to do a lot of different things, but we were more so talking about just his, his personal character and just who he was. But this week, I, I don't know if it was, that's what they were getting at. If it was subtle, I don't know. But Steve held a whole like helicopter in place on a platform and this dude got his arm snapped. So yeah, I, th- I don't know if they were just showing, I don't know. Like those, I feel like they've just been showing subtle differences this whole time on like just little small things. He's definitely yeah. psychotic though. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I think he, uh, Steve got like the OG, like the purest form of like the serum. Wow. This is more of like the power broker process, which I guess the dude like streamlined or whatever. Like he said, this is he, true. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, that, that's the only thing that I can think of to like, that's the difference. Or they just wanted to show his him getting his arm snapped. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Maybe that was fan well, service. <laughs> yeah, that would, could have been it. And I, th- I think to Brandon's point, yeah, like maybe it being the original serum and having that extra little juice to it would have been helpful. But I think to kind of take off of what Brandon said, hey, Brandon was right too. Power Brokers clearly yes. Sharon Carter being a little be a, a little uh, terrible person word. <laughs> <laughs> it, de- it definitely seems like it. Uh, I mean, it's Marvel. They might be throwing us for another loop, but yeah, I think yeah. Brandon's right on that one. I was watching it and I was like, hmm. Marvel know what they're doing, though. After, <laughs> after uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and Envision uh, show and stuff like that, I was like, hmm. I don't know, but it does look like she is the power broker. Sharon Carter is living a, a double life out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I said I wouldn't make any predictions, but if it is like throwing us for a loophole or something, I feel like she's been like working for Nick Fury the whole time. Uh, oh, wait, I got one for you to go off of that. Or is she working for Valentina Allegra Fontana? Oh, fuck. Oh. One, kudos to you for getting that whole name out. Yeah, Two. I've been practicing for like <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it paid off. <laughs> Two, I do like that theory. I definitely think she's working. If she's not the power broker, she works for him. Yeah. Or she's, like, she's working for someone. Yeah. And I could see that that's how they tie her because I did read, I, I am, was very unequipped for who she was. I had heard the name before in comics and I did not know too much about her. So I did my research afterwards for this one. And, um, you know, I, the main thing I did actually read was that she, Julie, I can now I can I can say Valentina Larga de Fontana, but I can't say her the damn actress. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Dreyfus. There <laughs> we go. She was supposed to originally appear in that that's in Black Widow first, I guess. So she's supposedly going to be making an appearance in the Black Widow with that. Like I read that in multiple different places. Yeah. Sorry if that was a spoiler. No, no, no. Yeah, I heard that yeah. too. Yeah. So maybe she is a power broker. I don't know. That would be pretty. Uh, ooh, that would make a lot of sense because now she's sending John Walker after uh, the people who stole her serum. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Hey, listen. I would love to be wrong in a situation <laughs> and have. Her, I, I love Julie Louise Dreyfus. She's amazing. And if you no, haven't seen great. Veep, everybody, that is a top ten comedy of all time. Oh, and of course, I heard. I always hear. I always hear the gr- greatest things about her too. Like she's a really nice person. Yeah. Everything like that. Great cameos from her from Christmas Vacation. God, I love her on that too. <laughs> no, she she's great. She's great. But uh, yeah, that that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would have have loved to have seen Black Widow Disney. I think that would have made her cameo <laughs> like, oh, they bring it in. Like that. Now I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What's up, Elaine? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, well, uh, yes, this episode was great. I, I I agree with both of your guys' assessments that this has been this was a great episode. 
I'm trying to remember. Um, was it Bucky who broke his arm, or was it Sam? I thought they tag teamed it, but it might have been Sam, because Bucky was already like holding it, and then Sam came and like turned his jetpack on. And so, like, pulling just it. just to play devil's advocate here, a jetpack kick plus a super soldier pulling against it the opposite way, it can break it. Yeah, I'm not saying like I would expect it to be broken. I guess I was just getting that like, dude, it looked like Steve, as Brandon like, said, it looked like a chicken wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve held a helicopter down for a minute, and then uh, what caught Thanos's fist. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. But okay. I think I think you're right, Brandon. I do think it was. It's probably because it's just not as good as the original. Yeah, which I mean, was... anybody else's arm breaks like that, they're probably losing it. His is in a sling, and clearly mm-hmm. by the end of the episode, fine. So, uh, which by the way, didn't know there was a mid credit scene. Oh, really? <laughs> I have to go back and rewatch this because I completely did not know that until I was like reading a review of it, and I was like, Fuck. but I also watched it at like 11 o'clock at night after everybody had gone to sleep in my parents' house, <laughs> so I was like half, half awake. <laughs> Yeah, I always watch, even though the credits are so long, I just watch just in case. Yeah, I scanned through the, the little the line at the bottom. But isn't that the first yeah. one? Yeah, this is the first one. Yeah, so, fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> first and only, there. I don't know. Which yeah. was, tr- uh, the memes were pretty funny on Twitter. This dude's making a tenfold shield in his <laughs> garage. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what he thinks he's about to do with that. I think it's just to show further, like how, Unhinged I don't know, just like what his, yeah, yeah, what his mental state is, right? Because that thing is going to break the first time somebody hits it. Well, say I'm about to launch that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, kudos to him as an actor again, because oh, yes, he's him, killing him, it. Yes. He is crushing it. And him talking during that, um, the uh, court martial hearing. Oh, like you could just show it, it showed how much how unhinged he is right there. That was great. Yeah. And he spoke nothing but facts, honestly and truly. Yeah, I think they used that scene to try and make you feel sympathy for him and still fuck that guy. But mm-hmm. he oh, didn't yeah. ask he didn't ask for any of this. Like they thrust him into it. They didn't seems like they didn't evaluate his mental state. They didn't see, you know, see if he was ready for this. It was just like here's the shield, here's the suit. Yeah. You're Captain America now. I don't. I haven't looked into it much, but I wonder. I want to know what the military community is thinking about how he was like. You made me this way. Like when he says that thing to it, like this is what you taught me to be. You know, like yeah, yeah. For as much time as they. So it's yeah. I thought it was real because I feel like that's how a lot of a lot of black people feel. But then there's also black people who feel like you know I can be a part of this country. I can. Mm-hmm. I can be that change. And I think that's what they were getting at when uh, his nephews are playing with the shield. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if I take it up, then I can change the, I can change the way people feel. Because they could imagine themselves playing with it when Isaiah was like, no one would ever imagine you playing with that. Yeah. So I, I thought that was cool. <clears throat> Which yeah, someone thought... pointed out. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, I was just to say someone pointed out. I can't take credit for this. That uh, that's like the first time we see Bucky like truly smile, like truly be happy in the entire series is when he wakes up and sees Sam's nephews playing with the shield. I was gonna say I was gonna lead into that. Like that whole little cut scene or five minute scene of them, five minutes, uh, working on the boat. That was good. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was a lot of fun. They, uh, I feel like they've gotten that. I mean, it's probably because they they known each other in person or, you know, outside of movies for a while now, but I, I do think their chemistry is getting, it's like, it's, it's damn near perfect. Yeah, just sure. Like Sam sitting there trying to get that piece off all that time. And then he just walks by. <laughs> rips <it laughs> yeah, man. Right. That's why I really love these TV shows because you, you get like moments like that that you would never get in like a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm so much more invested. I mean, I, I always liked, you know, 
Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan and always like the characters that they played. However, like I didn't really know too much about them outside of like they knew Cap, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now you kind of get to see like sides of both of these characters that it just made like you, you fall in love with them even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how long it would have taken in movies for them to get to. Like, this is the first time it seems like they're friends now. Like, this entire right. time, it seemed like they had a mutual friend. But this is the first time it's like, okay, they're friends now. Yeah. And I don't know how long that would have taken uh, with movies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good overall episode. Um, I will say I am all here for a Bucky and Sarah relationship. <laughs> I think uh, I think Sam got something to say about that. <laughs> that was that was fun. That was a fun little thing for them to play with. That was always good. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I mean, guys, you know what sucks though? There's only one episode left. Yeah. One episode left. Yeah. Unfortunately, the hell. I mean, like, what are you guys doing to me? Then we have like a nice little like month break. No, two month break almost, right? We now Loki. Yeah, is it like mid June? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we got Black Widow in in between, but yeah, that's gone in a day though. Yeah. 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 This like this has been the longest we've had to get this uh good old MCU content and, you know, <laughs> delivered directly into our veins. Yeah. <laughs> we've uh, we've we've been spoiled. We have. So with this leading up to the last episode, I mean um uh, we didn't even talk about um Zemo getting handed over to the door of Milage. I was glad that he was handed over. I was glad that Bucky did right by them and like fixed that, not like let him go or tried to, you know, stop it himself. I'm glad he was like, here, you're going to, you know, go to the people I promised to do to help with that. So I thought that was good. Yeah. Still can't show his face in Wakanda for a while, but. It's a start. <laughs> well, I mean, he got them out. He wouldn't. They would never would have had his hands on him. I'm thinking way outside the box here, but like, if Wakanda really wanted him, don't act like they couldn't have gone in that prison and got his ass out. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Shout out to Daniel Brule, great actor. Oh great yeah, actor. yeah, yes, yeah. This is they kind of had like the, the flag smashers that could just kind of almost been in the background the whole time. Uh, leading up to this last episode for sure yeah Um, but i I think the question i'm kind of getting at too is one what do we expect from episode six the final season finale but i think what i can accept expect from zemo is because as brandon just said he's a great actor he he is a big name actor. Like he's been in a lot of movies. He's clearly the bad guy in one of your tent pole movies in the MCU. Like, do you think they pull him back now? Do you think he's in the Wakandan TV show? Do you think he might be the big bad in Black Panther two? Like we've talked about this before a little bit, but like I feel like you have Z, especially just Zemo. He is a huge villain that you can't just let him sitting there if if he's still alive because that's what we that has been if anything that has been the biggest criticism of marvel is that they kill big good villains a little too quickly or they get rid of them a little too quickly a la killmonger being the biggest example of them all yeah sebastian stain sebastian stain's the actor well, not Sebastian Stane. I'm sorry. Obadiah. Obadiah Stane. No, Obadiah. Obadiah Stane. Yeah, exactly. Like, Sebastian yeah. Stane is alive and well. Yeah. yeah. So, like, do you think that they will try to bring Zemo back in somewhere else? I think. I don't think it was just yeah. a throwaway line that they were taking him to the raft. I think there's going to be some kind of breakout or something. Thunderbolts are coming. I think, yeah. I think we're going to finally get, like, the – or at least see, like, bad guys team up 
Because they gave yeah. us Thanos his army. Maybe now they're more. Maybe this going forward, their phases will be more concerned with, like you said, keeping their villains alive. Yeah, and we're headed towards some type of team up. I mean, Captain America already broke into the raft once, so. Yeah, I think Zemo is gonna break out the people who are in the raft right now, and that's the new Thunderbolts. And they can maybe add a couple people that they've been like. No, we got rid of them for a while, or we've been holding on to them for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I definitely, I think he'll be back at some point. Yeah, so it'll be, I think, too good of a character to pass up. So, well, on that note, for predictions, what's happening in episode six? What's happening in this season finale, folks? Uh, I think Sam's going to have one of the coolest suits we've ever seen in the MCU. Yes. Too much uh, too much suspense there for it not to be. I'm going to be disappointed if it's not. And it's going to be vibranium, so. Yeah. Yeah. Don't got to worry about no bullets. <laughs> um, oh, I think man, that would help give him some super strength, too, or something like that. Uh, it might. It might even the, uh, even the odds. I um, think I think Bucky's gonna go apologize to no. I forget his name, but the the man whose son he killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's gonna go tell him. I think that's like the first thing that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what they're the flag smashers are in New York, and that's where Bucky is anyway. So yeah, I think he'll apologize and then show up for the for the fight. Speaking of showing up for the fight. Uh, I think Torres is gonna come in. Yes, thank you. I was wondering. That's what I say. Yeah, dude. I was gonna ask that you guys think he'll become the Falcon in in this last episode, or do you think that was just like a subtle? This might be coming down the road type thing. I mm. think. Go ahead, Brandon. I'll let you say yours first. Sorry. Oh uh, no, no. I think I think it could be that. Um, just maybe it might bring it down the road. I'm secretly just hoping that he comes still in the wings, like what well, you said. I can keep him, right? Well, because he remember he was tinkering with it in the very first episode. Right. Sam was like, "Dude, stop doing that." <laughs> and then, like, so like he knows how to fix it. So maybe, maybe, folks, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he does become Falcon in the comics, so. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just again them doing everything so right. Like you think he's just like some maybe throwaway character. No. Not in this world. Which uh did read he also worked with uh Patriot, which is Isaiah's grandson in the comics. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe they're getting there. I don't know. Cause I'm assuming <laughs> it's the, the suit that the Wakandans made is Sam's uh Captain America suit that still has the wings from the comics. Yeah. Um, Even in the comics, that suit looks badass. Yeah, it does. Mm. I'm excited to see the suit. I think, I think Sam's gonna eventually get through to, uh, and I can't think of her name, the leader of the Flag Smashers. Uh, Carly. Carly. Yeah, I think he is gonna actually redeem her because Zemo keeps saying, you know, you're gonna have to kill her. So I think he's gonna prove Zemo wrong, yeah. and the the big fight's gonna end up being. Him and Bucky versus uh, Batroc the Leaper and John Walker. Yep. Which uh, I just, don't get why Batroc the Leaper is so angry. Like Steve didn't dust his ass before. <laughs> like, because he doesn't think Steve dusted his ass. He still had. <laughs> like, and, and there's, I, I guarantee you, there'll be some like. Well, because didn't they say one of the uh, Super Soldier Serums was misplaced? I'm not sure. They might have. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he's taken it like or has it. They like used seven of them, but like eight were missing or something like that. Or one was, I don't remember. Or one was missing. I don't, I don't know. I might be making that up thinking that George St. Pierre. I mean, Yo, I, I remember uh, they got smashed up, right? Yeah, they did get smashed up. The but I'm there, was, there about... were more from that original batch, is what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody else shows up as a super soldier at this point. But I do think we're also going to see a crazy in, in battle. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
I think uh, I think I'm fine with the assumption that our girl um, Julie Louise Dreyfus is going to be uh, the power broker. Yeah, yeah. Or um, hear, or hear me out. Hear me out. Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. As a power broker. He'll be like, you do this, I keep you out of jail, out of the raft. I could see that. You know, get these because you know he likes superheroes, but he can't control the Avengers. What he can this do is, true. is control his own that he makes. This is I true, am reaching. Maybe. I am reaching for the stars. However, no, that's that's maybe possible. Bring him back from the dead, man. He hasn't been one in the movie since the Incredible Hulk, right? No. Yeah, he was in uh, Civil War. Civil War. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Civil War, and I think he's in. Um, uh, I think he's uh, in Infinity he's in War when they War show up. Like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And they're taking Zemo right to him. I can see it. I can't see Zemo, and I can't see. The only thing is, I can't see Zemo being on a team of superheroes. Or super, you yeah. know, super serum soldiers. Yeah, least of yeah. all, John Walker. Right. Which I'm wondering if he's going to be sent to New York on a mission or if he's just going to go on his own to try and stop the Flag Smashers and avenge his friend. Well, I think he might try to avenge his friend because the little Duschenheimer also lied straight to his uh, yeah his, his parents. Yeah. CYA. <laughs> uh, Duschie. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't. I don't think we. I think we get the smallest hints at bigger picture MCU stuff. But I think they kind of do a good job and wrap it up nicely as a show, like they did with WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Sam gets his own movie, hmm. or does he just show up in other movies here and there, maybe? No, I don't think he misses that Because I think they will want to continue this show. Yeah. If I'm if I'm being honest, I think they're like, all right, now you got your uh you got your little show there. Yeah. Then you know, I don't see they're gonna be like all gung ho. I mean, look how long it took Black Widow to get a movie. She's like an OG Avenger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's that's very true. I think they leave him at the show and then allow him the flexibility of popping in and out of any movie they want him to. Yeah. But just to put it out there, he can totally carry his own movie. 100%. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's because it's not. there's not faith in Mackie. I yeah. think it's because they want to probably explore different characters and like go to new realms. Not saying a Captain America, Sam Wilson as Captain America isn't a different character, but like I think they want to like go to like they're doing the Eternals, you know, like they're doing a bunch of different stuff now. Yeah, I think they're probably going to start going like you said, cosmic in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be uh, it'll be interesting to see Brandon. Any big, big, uh, big time thoughts? No, not that I can really think of, honestly. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything from the show that I thought was like standout worthy. What about you, Dio? Um, not. I, I think that's it. Yeah, like I said, I think this episode will probably be better than the last. I'll put that out there. I think they'll top episode five. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that. I'm I'm confident in that. All right, I like it. I like it. Well, it'll be fun to watch. I'm excited for it. Exciting for this ending of, of the show. Yeah, so, it'll be a bittersweet episode. <clears throat> for sure, for sure. Um, well, on that note, we'll dive right into the question. And I believe I had the question this week. And I'm trying to redeem myself for those longtime listeners who uh, would have heard um, if we had one, you know, superhero, like, piece of technology or weaponry 
And I chose Wonder Woman's uh, Invisible Plane, and that got made fun of way too much on that show. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of reverting the question and uh, just thinking about modes of transportation, you know, and what one pop culture, comic book, you know, vehicle mode of transportation would you want? Um, and, you know, I obviously thought of a bunch of different things. I know what you're going to do. Oh, no, you do not. I think I do. I think <laughs> you do not. Um, you know, uh, right away people are like, oh, Batmobile, Batcar, <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> bat cycle, you know, every other object or transportation vehicle from, uh, uh, excuse me, Batman. And then you got, you got other famous ones. What's it? The, uh, um, Green Hornet's car. Um, a couple other ones. What is that? The Knight Rider. Yeah. That's one I was thinking of. Um, but I want a little different, you know. I did like the, the flying aspect of everything. I wasn't going to pick the invisible jet again. So screw you guys. <laughs> Something a little bit more. I mean, what's what's the best part of flying? Being up in the clouds. Why not be able to fly on a cloud? Okay. How about the flying Nimbus then? Dragon Ball Z flying Nimbus. That was not that is not what I thought you were gonna pick. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I told you both you weren't expecting that. Hey, Uh, I like to be proven wrong. That was all right. I like that. Yeah, that's a solid choice. Anytime you call that thing, it comes flying, and then just you can sit down, relax, just soar through the clouds, enjoy the day, enjoy when it's nice outside. I mean. That thing's so loyal to. What did you think I was gonna say? The flying carpet from fucking Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the turtle van. Yeah, Ooh. I thought you were gonna say the shell razor. That that's that's a solid one. But I was thinking something like a little bit more mobile that can get me from point A to B, point B a lot quicker and not have to deal with traffic. <laughs> no, the flying Nimbus is cool as long as you don't fall off. Right, dude. But even if you do <laughs> fall off, that thing is like a dog that's gonna come catch you before you fall. Like it's not letting you hit the ground you might fall off but you're not hitting the ground hard yeah well hopefully it has a change of underwear (laughs) 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 we're just sitting up there enjoying it like that'd be fun man it'd be a cool way to get to work (laughs) take no time (laughs) right especially if you live in one of those bigger cities where you got all the traffic man just yeah give it a little whistle and it's eco-friendly. Yeah, exactly. Fly <laughs> right over that track. No kind of emissions yeah. at all. Yeah, look, look at Paul out here thinking green. I like it. You can't yeah. get any more eco-friendly than that. <laughs> A flying cloud. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. That was that was really good. I did not think that's where you were going. Oh, I mean, if it was a car, yeah, it's probably the turtle. I don't know, Mystery Inks. Mystery Mobile might be up there too. And I'm saying that because I read the Batman and Scooby-Doo crossover that they're doing right now in comics. Go visit your local comic shop. Um, and it was crazy. So I just thought of that. <laughs> I like that. I might have checked that out. I was a big Scooby-Doo. I'm not going to say is. I was, like, I'm still a big Scooby-Doo oh. fan. So it's, oh, I was it's, picking up like all those Scooby-Doo crossovers from a few years ago. Uh, quick side note to that it's a 12 issue arc or series but like i don't know if i'm gonna i got the first one and the first one is like its own self-contained one shot where i felt like okay i got enough of that that was fun i don't because it is it is definitely written for kids it's not like how the batman teenage mutant ninja turtles was a little bit more edgier yeah edgier but it, it was still fun all right. Well, since you two clearly guessed wrong on mine, let's <laughs> let's hear let's hear it. Um. So I went with. So when you first asked your question, I didn't know if you meant vehicle, or I didn't know if you meant just a superhero or pop culture way of traveling. So I had two just in case, but now I know you mean vehicle. Well, the first one was way just, of traveling could be up there too. 
So you got to get the second one. <laughs> so for, well, my way of traveling, I went with the powers that uh, Hayden Christensen has in oh, Jumper. Jumper. Oh, always wanted those. Because it's like you can leave for work like five minutes before you need to be there. Just all right. Okay, we're going, we're going. Da- we're going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Are you actually going to be working when you have those powers? Oh man. I mean, yeah. Even even if the government's listening. <laughs> figure out some type of way to make it legal for me to do all this crazy shit. Don't act like so the government wouldn't hire me out as a subcontractor. You can get A to B. Hitman or something, or at least get their their uh their operatives out of sticky situations. Right. You can be an extraction just... expert. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a picture of what I'm going to, and then I do it. Yeah, I'm good. So yeah, that would be if it was just like power base, just a way of getting around. I definitely would choose jumper. I thought about Nightcrawler, but I know in the comics it always smells like brimstone. Uh-huh. And it's just yeah, like yeah. Uh, you ain't trying to be stinking up the joint. <laughs> yeah, just rather be more subtle, you know. I don't even um, know what brimstone smells like, but it can't be good. Me neither, but it's never good in movies when they're like, "Oh, smells like brimstone." So right. And hopefully, if I had those powers, Samuel Jackson wouldn't be after me. Um, you actually already mentioned my vehicle of choice. I would go with the Black Beauty from the Green Hornet. There you go. Nice. I always thought that was one of the coolest cars. I thought it always thought it was one of the most realistic. So yeah, I'd roll with that. Probably have some road rage. <laughs> See, if I had a flying, bulletproof flying, car, <laughs> flying Nimbus, I would just drive right over you. I'll fly right. Yeah, that's what I say. You're you're gonna you're gonna get there way way faster than I would. Well, speaking of vehicles, I'll keep it at that one for right now. Um, I chose Static Saucer. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I know he uses his powers to make it work, so I wasn't really too sure how. But in the world where I get to use it, I think I would like to have those powers as well, and I can use that to fly around. But I I know it's super lightweight, and I'm going with like the TV show version. So, like, you can just put that thing right in your pocket. You know, I'm thinking, like, Paul with the Flying Nimbus. Eco-friendly, baby. You know, <laughs> we care about that planet. And so You uh, guys want eco-friendly. I'm getting 10 miles to the gallon. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, man, uh, I think that, that would be really cool to use. Um, however, the balance is very key. And unlike the Flying Nimbus, uh, that thing is not coming after me if I fall <laughs> off. So... that's true I think think both of those would be fun though I thought you were going to go with the uh, Green Lantern Power Ring yeah I was but then you know I was like I can't keep going with Green Lantern with everything that I picked (laughs) so I was like let me switch it up and uh, Paul brought up a cool one so if I'm thinking of Gas Guzzler I'm definitely getting the Mystery Machine (laughs) in honor of 420 Oh God! Right. Well, I, I was just thinking, just because it looks cool, but you know, why we can you also think Shaggy and Scooby are always hungry. <laughs> well, why do you think they can understand the dog? <laughs> <laughs> if we go, hey, we're getting there. Hey. Like, mm. Shaggy ain't the only one. Just, hey, they got some contact up there in the front seat. That's <laughs> good. Oh, I thought about Blades and Muscle Car too, but I guess I mean, no vampires to kill. It's just a car. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some like iconic modes of trans- transportation across everything though too, like uh, X Men's. Oh, what do they call it? The the, the ship. Um, X Jet. The, uh, the Blackbird. Yeah, Blackbird. Yes. Yeah, I said X Jet. <laughs> I think they do call like the in the nineties cartoon. I think the smaller ones were like the X jets. Yeah. Oh, hey, there we go. I know there's the Quinn jet, and I was like, mm. yeah, that would be fun too. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Milner. Oh, mm. oh, it is a mode of transport. Do you have Thor's powers, or otherwise it just well, you, rips your arm off? No, because <laughs> yeah, if you can you lift that, you if, yeah, you this is Thor's true. Powers. So. This is true. Shout out to Thor: Love and Thunder coming soon. Jane Foster. She have them. She is worthy. 
question. Um, Paul, if you ride a cloud to work, are you the freshest when you get to work? Yes. You're it's aired like, out for sure. Dude, yeah, it's like a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but then the bugs or dude, the birds. Flying above the clouds, man. Oh, uh, you hit a bird. Good. If you hit a bird at that speed, you're dead. Wait a second. Both of you talked about getting, getting the powers of like, the person involved with it. Man, if I'm a super saiyan, I don't need to worry about smelling good or bad. It's only battle. Yeah, if exactly. you're a super saiyan, you're not going to work. No, I'm not. I'm going to work out in the woods and go fishing. Waiting for the Earth's next threat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there's there's some good stuff out there though like yeah i think iron man's armor might be overkill just for transportation yeah if we're we're talking strictly like transportation yeah i would think so one of like the fun motorcycles like like a nightwing motorcycle or like uh batgirl's motorcycle or even like batman's motorcycle from that Mm. family would be fun ghost rider's motorcycle Ooh. Make sure you see me coming. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, the uh the little ring thing from Doctor Strange. That would be cool. Oh, uh, the sling rings? Yeah. That would be good. The motorcycle from Akira. Oh. That would be cool. Just so many like different yeah. ones. Yeah. Oh, we were just talking about Back to the Future. Come on now. Give me the DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about gas guzzlers. Any car from the 80s, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted a DeLorean so bad in high school. Oh, jeez. Those are great. That'd be fun to drive around. Yeah. And I feel like as soon as we hang up, I'm going to think of, like, so many more that I'd like. But for right now, I can't can't think of any. I know. So, I would hold how it always goes. Solid oh. choices, nonetheless. Oh, very good choices. Been fun. They've been good. Um, when you know, as always, I'm watching a fun movie, and I just saw uh, Logan cut off Wade Wilson's head and excellent fortunes. He finished the whole movie. movie. <laughs> I did. I did finish the whole movie. Well, on that note, uh, it is closing time, and as always, it was a pleasure talking to these two other nerds at the bar. Uh, I have been Paul tonight, I guess so. Yeah, I'll I'll sign off on that one. I've been Paul. I like it. I like it. Um, But I will let these two other nerds sign off for themselves. All right. Have a good one, everybody. All right, everybody. Y'all be easy. And uh, shout out to Anthony Mackey. His real name is Clarence. (laughs) I was going to say shout out to Netflix, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to them too. They they sending that check over there. Yeah, paying for Anthony Mackey's house. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you raise that price no more. Trying to pay for Anthony Mackey. All All right. Well, have a good one, everybody, and join us next week. (laughs) 